So I made this online course. I was living in Brazil at the time in the island called Florinopolis in South Brazil. Spent an entire month filming the course morning to night, 52-hour course. Like it was everything. It was a 12-week course. And afterwards, I sent one email out to those 100 people. I said, hey, I've got this course. I'm working on it. It's not done yet, but basically it's going to help you with the stuff we talked about a month ago. $1,500 sound good? I made $100,000 through Venmo and Cash App in 48 hours. Man, sometimes you have a conversation with somebody and you're just like, wow, the energy and the tips and the strategies that were shared, just I need to go back and listen to that again. And even though I was the one conducting this interview, I went back to listen to this again. And even though I already have a business, there was a lot of golden nuggets that I picked up from Brian Lubin today, the host of Action Academy podcast. And he's got an amazing brand. He is a daily podcaster, so similar and following the footsteps of John Lee Dumas, but he's got a very specific style. He has very specific values and things that he is very adamant about when it comes to starting a business. You're actually gonna hear a lot of the the stances that he takes on starting business, and he's very adamant about that. And he teaches this to thousands of people online every single day, and he helps us understand a little bit more about what's going on internally in our brains too. We have a really great and also deep discussion. There's a lot of passing back and forth here in this one. I had a really good time. We talk about his short form strategy, his short form videos, Instagram reels are taking off, which is really awesome to see. He's got nearly 200,000 followers. He he hasn't been doing this for very long. And also how he quit his job and how he figured out what to do. And also how to launch your business and product, like a step-by-step way to go about doing that. This is a very packed episode when it comes to specifics for how to get started. This is gonna be session number 729. So we'll drop all the links and everything at the end. But for right now, sit back and listen in. This is Brian Lubin. And let's talk about potentially quitting your job, starting a new product, short from content, all the things. Here we go. Brian, an absolute honor to have you on the SPA podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Pat, man, it's an absolute honor to be on here. Long time listener. And for everyone that's listening today, I'm going to rock with you for the next 30 to 60 minutes and I'll earn every single one of them. Oh, dude, thank you so much. And I know you were on John's show, EO Fire, not too long ago. So I'm stoked that you're here. And I'm just excited because you have this incredible story and you have had rapid growth as of late. A lot of people are always looking for, okay, who are the new John Lee Dumases? Who are the new Pat Flynn's? I always hear that actually. Who's up and coming today? And you're not just up and coming, you're there and you're doing it and you're helping others too. Super inspiring and I'm excited to introduce you to everybody else here. Appreciate it, man. It's WWPFD, what would Pat Flynn do? It's gonna be a good episode. (laughs) Tell me about how this all got started for you because I know you didn't set out from the beginning to be an entrepreneur, but where did this all begin? Yeah, I popped out the womb and I was like, all right, let me look over cash flow statements and let's yeah, ride off right. into the sunset. Now, very traditional upbringing, went to the high school, college, four-year degree, marketing, had no idea what I was doing. Ended up going into corporate America. Luckily, I was in sales, B2B. Luckily, got everything I ever wanted, which is the first step of everybody's journey. I want all of you to get everything you've ever wanted to make sure that it's actually what you want. <laughs> because what happened for me, as I made it to the top of the mountain, I was number eight out of 5,079 sales reps in my position. And that was in that one singular position. And I got everything I ever wanted. I won all the awards, got all the promotion opportunities. And I realized I was at the mountaintop and I had climbed the wrong freaking mountain. Wow. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, this is no bueno. There needs to be a change. There needs to be some other path for me to go up. And they call this a sunk cost fallacy. So it's just like people make it to the top of the mountains, you're almost there to the summit. And then you realize you have to go back down to the base to go up a different way to actually make it to the peak. And so a lot of people will avoid that. 
and they'll say, oh man, I've spent five years, 10 years in this job, in this relationship, in this city, in this town. And they don't want to start from scratch because they don't like, there's so much time that's already been invested. Long story short, I looked at my boss's boss, realized I didn't want to be him. And I went on the long and grueling journey of trying to figure out how to replace a quarter million dollars of corporate income. So over a course of four years, I was starting to invest in real estate. And then I ended up starting up my podcast, The Action Academy, which accidentally became a business in a media company because of listening to podcasts like this and John and many others. And I left that job in March of 2022, did the next best logical thing, which was leave my friends, leave my family, hop on a one-way flight, travel full-time around the world for eight months. And then I came back, moved to Austin, Texas. And now I just booked another one way. I'm going to go to Iceland in a couple of weeks because I feel like it. And so it's a really cool life that I've built. And I wholeheartedly believe that everyone else can build the same. And there's a couple of repeatable steps and processes and patterns that people can utilize. And that's what I'd like to cover in today's show. So I'm excited to jump in. Yeah, definitely excited to dig into that. For context, may I ask you, how old are you at this point? 28, about to be a I'm right on the cusp of 29 here, so I could probably start saying 29 here shortly. <laughs> okay, happy birthday, happy early birthday to you. I'm, I'm curious, when you got to the top of the mountain, what was it about that view that didn't appeal to you? Ooh, first fun fact for everybody that's listening to apply in your life, because anytime that I start bringing it up in like the philosophical woo-woo world, I'm gonna bring it down into something actionable that people can actually utilize. Five-star rating and review for Pat's podcast. What I did was I looked at my boss's boss. So they said, okay, congratulations. You've been kicking tail. We're going to move you to sales manager, then VP. So in corporate, what you do is you shadow the manager and you shadow your boss to see, and they're showing you the ropes, showing you the inside baseball. And he was just shoving donuts in his mouth, missing his daughters grow up as he was flying around the Southeast United States. And he was booked 15 minute increments on his Zoom calls on his calendar all day. And so I said, okay, hold on a second. It's like that record scratch freeze frame in yeah. like the Urgh. 90s shows. Yeah. Urgh. You may wonder how I got here. I was like, you're looking at this guy. I was like, so you're telling me if I work my tail off and I do everything in my power to perform and give my blood, sweat and tears to this company, I'm going to have less freedom. So people get confused with pay overall, but they don't actually look at hourly rate. So maybe that promotion is giving you $50,000 extra a year, but are you going from 40 hours to 80 hours of work, right? which is most likely the case. So I did that and I was like, I don't want to be you. And then candidly in my job, I was really good at it. But I started asking the questions, like the bigger questions, like what am I here to do? What impact am I here to create? And there's so many people that are feeling stuck that are listening to this podcast specifically that are like, man, I kick tail at my job, but there's something more. There's something out there for me, which is why they're listening to the show. And they're just trying to figure out how the heck to get there. So that was my wake up moment. And also there was an $80,000 bonus check that was supposed to be paid to me in, during COVID. And they fired a bunch of people. So they said, hey, we're also not going to pay you this. And I was like, oh. Slap in the face. I was like, okay, cool. So how about I just go make my own money and I build my own business around my life instead of building my life around your freaking business. And that's when everything changed. Yeah, the boss's boss look is interesting. I would imagine everybody's now thinking about their boss and maybe that person's boss and go, well, is that a lifestyle that you want? Are they doing daily what it is that you are actually striving for? And in that case, it was very clear to you, the donuts, the missing his daughter's concerts or recitals. That's, you don't want to live that kind of life. And, and so you saw that, you noticed that very early on, which is great because a lot of people don't see that until it's too late. 
And this idea that you mentioned earlier of sunk cost fallacy, what was the pros versus cons in your head that were, that, that was going through your mind as, as far as like your investment into that company, your investment into that line of work versus starting something fresh? Was there any worry or self-doubt or imposter syndrome, anything that was happening at the beginning that tried to stop you? D, all of the above. <laughs> so for me, good practical pieces of advice once again. So my podcast, Action Academy, so I have to preach action, right? So like a big tactic that I used is to run towards something as opposed to run away from something. So it's pull motivation as opposed to push motivation. So push motivation is do this work and you get fired, like negative consequence. If I don't do this, like this bad thing happens. Pull motivation is something that you're running towards. You're like, I'm so excited for this. An instance of this is how happy you are at work the week before vacation, right? You're like, oh my gosh, like nothing can get in my way. Like I'm going to take the world by storm here. Man, I had a crystal clear idea of where I was going and what I wanted to do. I knew where, I didn't know how. The exercise that I always recommend, there's a book called Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold, And he's a friend of mine now. And he's writing the foreword to my book. So it's insane how that's come full circle. But three years ago, so I can literally prove that this works. Three years ago, I wrote down a three-year vivid vision. A vivid vision is a detailed document that's multiple pages that shares what your life, what your business looks like three years in the future, as if you're experiencing it today, now, in the present. And I wrote that down when I was in my cubicle in corporate in Kennesaw, Georgia. And I said, man... I wake up in the morning and I go out and I can feel the hot cobblestones of this balcony on my feet. And I look out and I can see Mykonos and I can see the ocean in the background. I don't have calls all morning, but in the afternoon, I've got meetings with my team. I can make money anywhere in the world with a Mac and a mic. And I've got all this passive income. No idea how that, how the hell I was going to pull that off. But I wrote it all down. I knew where I was going. So many people get caught in the how and they have no idea where, let alone who is going to help them get there or why. <laughs> We're asking the wrong questions. I began with where and then ended up finding my who's, which helped with the how. Because if you would have told me I would have done it through real estate and a podcast, I would have told you you're freaking crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. That's how it all went down. That's so cool. I have so many questions. I think the next one I want to ask is related to real estate. It's something we don't talk too much about. Obviously, that is a way to generate some passive and residual income. It is not something that I specialize in. If somebody were to be curious about that, what would they even need to get started? Obviously, it's a lot easier, in my opinion, to just start a business online because you don't need a lot of money. You just need to help people and show up. I agree. But with real estate, you need some form of a pool of cash to start with. And in and, and your opinion, what would that be? And what are the first steps there? Because I would love to add more real estate into my own portfolio as well. So I'm almost selfishly asking this too. Yeah, so right now, it's people that are buying homes are more frustrated than ever. We have raising interest rates, raising home prices. What I did was called a house hack strategy. So I put 3% down on a property. I lived in it one year, lived in one part, rented the other bedrooms out. All right, so when it comes to real estate business acquisition, that's what I teach and talk about on my show. We talk a lot about the tactics of that stuff. But the reality of the situation is, I have since sold that real estate. And the reason for me selling that real estate was because now where I'm at today with the podcast and with my online business, I'm just like, you get three to five opportunities. You can count on one hand how many opportunities you get in your entire life, like where you get a, a ball thrown right down the middle of the plate. And I think it's really the difference between the successful and the unsuccessful are the ones that recognize when that ball is getting thrown down the middle of the plate. And depending on how, how hard you swing. So there's three trends, three, you got three opportunities, three to five opportunities in your life. And I think that with this podcast and with the community, 
I'm like, man, I really want to swing for the fences here. So it's like real estate gave me the first $4,000 a month passive to, and I live for free through the buying my own house and renting out the other bedrooms. So I was able to have low expenses that helped me conceptualize leaving my job, but I had to replace $20,000 a month. So the other 15 of that came from my podcast and my online business. And so we can get into all of that, but it's just having that stepping stone. I call it building your financial foundation. So once you start that, then you can start really pouring gas on the fire to plan your escape. Because when you're, you have six figures of income, it's much more difficult to replace that or even conceptualize it. Yeah, I love this swing for the fence and put the blinders on and focus on one thing that was a big opportunity. And you're placing a bet that you don't know if it's gonna work or not, but to stack things in your favor and give yourself the best chance, that's what you have to do. It reminds me of Nathan Berry's story starting ConvertKit. He was doing his design thing, he was helping people with apps and all this stuff, eBooks, very successful. Had this idea to start an email software company. He had a, a really hard conversation with one of his mentors who said, in order for ConvertKit to do what you want it to do or think it can do, you need to go all in on it. This is your fastball that's going down the middle for you. Are you gonna swing at it? And he did. And obviously it's doing extremely well now. They had a record month or a record year this past year. Anyway, let's go into some online business stuff. This is what you primarily teach now. And I'd love to know the way that you teach that to somebody who's just starting out. We all have our different styles, just like there's different styles of real estate and you uh, shared what style that is for you. but. For business, how do you walk a person through the beginnings of that and, and how to scale and grow? Oh, man, it's my favorite stuff to talk about. That's why I was excited to come on here. So first, before we get into that, I want to share a quote. I'll share a story, a brief story and a quote that will knock people's socks off when it comes to risk, the risk conversation that you just brought up. So Jeff Bezos was working at a hedge fund in New York City before he left to go start Amazon. And so he already successful career. And his boss at the time, he went and walked through Central Park with his boss and he said, Jeff, and he was telling him about his business plan for Amazon and everything. He was asking his opinion. He goes, Jeff, you've got too good of a good thing to risk that for the opportunity of something slightly better. It's like, you got too good of a good thing to risk that for the opportunity for something slightly better. And Jeff didn't listen. He swung for the fences and he went and did his thing. Here's the quote that I'm going to share that completely changed my life and hopefully will change the lives of the people listening. Okay, so best case scenario, you knock it out the park. Honestly, if we even get on base, that's a win. But best case, we knock it out of the park. What is the worst possible case scenario that happens if you quit your job and you go all in on yourself? What's the worst possible case scenario? You run out of money. Okay, cool. Now what happens? You go and get another job. So your worst case scenario is your present day reality. You're not like, okay, I'm going to be born again and have to go through all the education, all the experiences, all my contacts are gone and I'm starting the game from scratch again. No. Bingo. So people don't have a fear of failure. People have a fear of appearance of failure and having their like their friends and their family point and laugh at them. So once you get through that, then it's all gravy on the other side because now I'm a year and a half out and I can speak from that perspective now. So it's very cool. So how do you start an online business? How do you go about building this thing? So there's a couple, the very strategic path that I followed. And I actually got it from the startup world. So like Peter Thiel, all these guys, there's a book called Zero to One by Peter Thiel. And he runs this company called Y Combinator. And I, I remember reading that before randomly, and I didn't know how that was going to apply into my life, but it does now because there's this thing called an MVP, a minimum viable product. And your MVP is everything. So people that are listening, if you're driving, don't take notes. We don't want vehicular manslaughter right now, but come back, listen, take notes after this. So the first thing you want to do 
is you want to start producing content, right? Any way, shape, or form, whatever you're interested in. Put what you're interested in out into the internet and just say, here is what I enjoy. Here's what I'm good at. I'm going to throw it out there, see what sticks. Then we start paying attention to who begins to ask us for help. All right. Once people start beginning to ask you for help for something, at that point, we make a free offer to these people. And we say, okay, you're interested in this. Let me give you like a taste of this. And then let's see where we go from there. So then you begin a customer interview process. So let me share how this happened in my journey, right? So I started up the Action Academy podcast. How we make money today is not the same way that we made money in 2022. In 2022, I made $167,427 off of affiliates for my podcast. So people think of podcast money as a CPM. It's like, you're going to put a podcast in for per thousand downloads. You get whatever rate, for, depending on the size of the show and how many downloads. Cool. I did it through affiliates. So my audience is very entrepreneurial. So they're high as a high value audience. So whenever I was talking about the masterminds that I was in or the coaches I was using that were like $10,000 plus, all of a sudden I got a ring one day and it's the CEO of the mastermind group that I was a paying member of. And he goes, hey man, we got four people joining the mastermind this month. And then my coach said, dude, I've got six people that have signed up for my coaching. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, we want to give you an affiliate, like 15%. I was like, okay, cool. So they were coming from your audience because you were from my audience organically. Yeah. Organically. So this is the first example of how this happened. So then I was like, okay, we got something here. All right, let's form an affiliate relationship, an affiliate partnership. And then we started mashing the gas with that. And that's what I did throughout 2022. Then all of a sudden at the end of 2022, what am I doing? My taxes. And I started doing all the money for like the math. How much money did I make? I'm like, wait a second. How much money did they make? <laughs> I start looking at theirs. I was like, hold on a second. All right, this ain't jiving. I was like, this is, I just made millions of dollars for other people's businesses. And while I enjoyed promoting them because I am a paying member, I was like, I can do this. If people are already listening for me and like they're listening for all of this, like I can do this. So here's what I did next. And this is the most important thing for people listening. I made a free offer to my audience. And I said, hey, I'm currently filming and recording this podcast while I'm traveling around the world. I left my corporate job, six figures through real estate business acquisition, online business, whatever have you. I'm like, I will help a hundred of you guys for free, 15 minute calls, book a freedom call in the show description. So I canceled all affiliates. And I said, that was the ad for my podcast. 600 people replied. And keep in mind, my show is not massive. Today, it's maybe 60 to 70,000 downloads a month. At the time, it was maybe 20,000 a month. So it was a very small to intermediate show. And 600 people applied. I did 100 calls for free. And I coached people for 15 minutes. So I did the math at one point. It was like over 42 hours of direct coaching that I did over a period of two months. And over those two months, I asked everyone the same thing. What problem are you running into? What made you book the call? What are the three major roadblocks, if you could identify them, that are preventing you from getting where you want to go? What are the three main things that are keeping you from leaving your job? And I took notes on every damn one of them. Every single one of these, I took notes for free. And I'd made zero offer to these people. I just said, I just coached them for free. And I just had their email addresses. So then what happens next is now I've got customer data. Here's the problem that people do. They spend all this time building a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. So instead of spending all this time working in secret and silence for months and months or years sometimes, and then you release this coaching program or this course or this mastermind or this whatever have you, 
And it's not, people don't even want it because you never asked them. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so instead of doing that, I did the opposite. I was like, let me ask everyone first and figure out what the market actually freaking wants, especially my market, right? So now I've got a hundred people's worth of data and I can start to compile that data and be like, all right, cool. I know what people are looking for. People have a lack of clarity, a lack of consistency, lack of accountability, lack of capital, fear of failure, lack of confidence. I knew every single problem that my target audience had. So then what did I do next? I created an online course. Next best thing, logical path, right? So I made this online course and the online course, I, I filmed it in Brazil. I was living in Brazil at the time in the island called Florinopolis in South Brazil. Spent an entire month filming the course morning to night. 52-hour course. Like, it was everything. It was a 12-week course. And afterwards, I sent one email out to those 100 people. I said, hey, I've got this course. I'm working on it. It's not done yet, but basically, it's going to help you with the stuff we talked about a month ago. $1,500 sound good? I made $100,000 through Venmo and Cash App in 48 hours. How are you talking to those people? Was that like email? email just email? I sent like- one email. Here's my Venmo. Yeah, I didn't have an LLC. I didn't have a business. I didn't have a landing page. I didn't have a funnel. I just had value in an email address. That's all. And that's all anybody needs. That's it to get started. So now I've got product market fit is what this stage is called. So now I've got product market fit where I've got something that people want, right? Okay, so cool. Next pivot of this. So we do the course. I put everyone into a free Facebook group. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're in the course. Here's a Facebook group so you can all meet each other. Everyone in the Facebook group started doing deals together. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, so now everyone's, I'm over here. I'm like, okay, people are doing this thing over here. This is interesting to watch. And then everyone started talking about how the Facebook group is more valuable than the course. And they started like having all these partnerships together. And I said, oh, I'm in the wrong business. So moral of the story for this, the business that you think that you're going to have is you're not going to have any clue of what it's going to look like. So the key is to just start step after step and iterate, change as you're, take customer feedback, ask your customer, what do you want? What are you missing? What am I killing it at? Where are my blind spots? And they'll answer. Instead of viewing yourself like this giant cruise ship in the ocean where you turn the steering wheel and it takes you like 10 minutes to make like a one degree turn, you have to be like a speedboat that can like really quickly navigate and pivot in different directions. I can name so many different examples of companies that started like that. Like Twitter didn't start like Twitter. Like I think it was a whole different, it was like a gaming thing and then it became Twitter. Like, and there's so many different, Amazon was a bookstore. YouTube was a dating video thing. Instagram was actually meant to track like whiskey and things like that. And then people just love the photo filters of that. And then it, it turned into that. So you're absolutely right. Exactly. And it, it's so true that we build things before we even know if it's actually the right thing to build. And there's no better way. This is what my book, Will It Fly, is essentially doing too. And it's cool because you've been able to find this process in a year and a half versus it took me a lot of failures to figure it out. So I'm glad we're amplifying this today. But you're audience will tell you what they need. And then you just go build that thing. And then it's interesting because when you go build that thing, then they're going to tell you what else they need or what they might want different. And you're having this sort of community now and stuff. So so what does the business look like now? We heard about what it was like in the beginning, but today, what does it look like for you? Cool. So fast forward to January, 2023. And I have now made a different pivot based off of two key pieces of feedback. One was that it doesn't matter what they were learning in the course. They didn't yet possess 
the environment or the the confidence or the accountability in which to implement the information. So it's not about information. It's about the implementation of information. So my advice to all digital entrepreneurs out there, give all your best stuff away for free, 100% for free. Give it all away and sell the implement. It's free ready anyway. Yeah, and sell the implementation. Sell the implementation. Sell the accountability. Sell people holding their hand and walking them step-by-step step through the process. So we pivoted to a, a community, to a mastermind model from the course. The course became the 30-day onboarding included for free within the community. And everything freaking changed. So the reason I made that pivot was one, the course material wasn't the answer. People were the answer. People have always been the answer. They're always going to be the answer. You need people that are like you and people that are ahead of you. And so that was, people started really getting results once we switched to that model. And then the second reason I did it from the back end side was recurring revenue. So selling a course, I realized I had built myself a new job. I didn't want a new job. I wanted recurring revenue. So now the mastermind's annual. So I have annual recurring revenue, ARR, for people that are unfamiliar. And I also have monthly recurring revenue, which is MRR. So you can pay either an upfront and full, or you can split it up over monthly. It's 50-50 of the community is split down the middle. And now since that point, we're on track to do 1.2 million ARR this year. In this first year of inception, I've got a team of five. I'm hiring two more. I finally have understood cash flow systems and cash flow management now at this stage in Q3. And now I'm really, everything that I do is about people. So now we've got about 200 active members. And now everything I do is I'm planning for 2024. I'm like, what does it look like when we have a thousand active members? What does it look like when we have 10,000 active members? And we're building out the systems and org chart to support that today. Yeah, because it's going to change again, right? As the community grows, there's more things to not even worry about, but more opportunities that can happen inside of those sort of large groups. We have communities of thousands as well on our end, and we're doing the exact same thing. We're focusing on the people part of this, right? We switched our business model just like you recently, around the same time, actually, which is interesting, from course-based to what we call community-powered courses. And Ooh, that's the community that. accelerator groups, all those kinds of things, too. And it's amazing to hear another story just like what we did because we felt like we were taking a big risk because we were walking away from a lot of money and something that was working for a while. But as you said, things change and we want to go with the changes. We, we don't want to fight against them, right? We, we made that decision. And I love this example. And what's cool, is, and you'll see this as you grow, is the people inside the community are going to make the community even bigger. They're going to bring the people in. Are you doing any sort of affiliate programs from within the community? Tell me a little bit about how you're growing the community from the inside of the community itself. Absolutely. First off, I want to hit something real quick because it's what you're doing and what I'm doing. Nobody has an answer for it. Nobody has a label for it. Kiyosaki did like cash flow quadrants and all this stuff. Like people have these monikers and these things that they create. And I looked around the internet and I finally figured out what my thing is because all these financial books and all these blogs and all these podcasts are like, Here's what you do to hit financial freedom. I was like, okay, what happens afterwards? Because I genuinely believe that anyone can go from zero to financially independent within three years with a concentrated effort and around the right people. So it's what happens afterwards. So you're not meant to retire, just go lay on a beach somewhere. Like I've done it. It gets old. After three weeks, you're hungover and sunburned. The answer is to build a business around something that you love. And what, so we talk a lot about passive income. I call it passionate income. So I'm like, what can we build? What business can we build to where it's so much freaking fun to operate that revenue and profit comes as like the exhaust of the car as the byproduct. 
So what you're talking about is a referral and affiliate model. So a referral is within the community, affiliates external to the community. So we do a $500 referral for the group. So anybody that's in there, we have it baked into our onboarding. It's like a one-time? Yeah, yeah. one-time flat rate. Yeah. So when somebody comes in, like we have touch points that my team handles every single time of the 30-day. We touch them like four or five times. We're having conversations with them and when we'll invite them three separate times for a referral. The referral has been more difficult than I anticipated. I thought that it would be like way easier. It's not. <laughs> referral is still difficult, even if you're crushing it as a product. So the referrals count for about 15% of our total top line. So I want to get that up to about 25%. I'd like for a quarter of our business to be organic referral. Then it comes to affiliate. So that's different people outside of the community that are maybe adjacent. And then they're referring people in and then they get paid the same thing, $500 upfront flat rate. And so through affiliates, that's another about 15%. So that's about 30%. We have advertising, no marketing. So then the other 70% is coming through the podcast, word of mouth, and through my social media. So we're about to add a paid arm on top of that. So I'm about to go all in on YouTube ads because it's intent-based and I'm moving away from Facebook. So that's about to change. I would like for the YouTube ads and like paid media to be up to about 30% of our total because that's something that's controllable. But right now, because organic, I can make content and I can do like offers to my audience, but that's not a lever that I can pull or like a faucet I can turn on and off. That makes sense. So that's the intent with the paid. I like that. I hear a lot of people are walking away from Facebook and, and Instagram ads and in favor of YouTube. So I think that's really smart. You have the charisma to make it work for sure and the experience behind a microphone. So I like that. I'm curious to see what those ads might look like in the future because there's a million things you could do on video. I wonder if you have any ideas or things you'd be willing to share as far as what would an ad look like on YouTube to push into your community? So I try to make it as UGC as possible for people that are unfamiliar, that's user-generated content. So I've gotten really good at short form. And because now the my Instagram account has been blowing up. And it's like almost at 200K now. Yeah, I got 6 million views last month through short form videos, just organic. And so I've got kind of got like the framework down. So it's a hook, excite, two to three bullet points call to action. That's every video. So hook their attention, two seconds. Most important part, just a headline is 80% of every ad. The hook is 80% of the video. So you got to get their attention. The excite is why they should, why should keep their attention. So who are you? Why should they listen to you? So interesting thing, why should they listen to you to tell them the interesting thing? Two to three bullet points of interesting thing. And then where can they find more of interesting thing? So you're trying to educate or entertain. Bonus points if you could do both. So I'm trying to make my ads as similar to my short form as possible. So I did it while I was in Costa Rica. We just did a 42 person retreat. We did did our first in-person Action Academy retreat. And it was the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Man, it was, oh, it was so beautiful. And I filmed the, all the ads. I took an entire day filming ads while I was there. So I'm excited to get going on that. I'll report back when we figure it out. Yeah, nice, man. I like that. And I do think your structure for short form works really well. I watched a couple leading up to this interview. There was one that had a really incredible headline. It's almost one of those headlines that's, wait, is that real? Like, how could you say that? And now I'm listening, right? You had mentioned like you shouldn't be really good at your job, I think was the hook, right? <laughs> yeah. like, don't be too good at your job. And then you roped me in by saying, because here's what happens when you do that. You get promoted, then now you have a team, then now you have to do these presentations, and now you're doing all this stuff that 
isn't the original thing that you went to do and now you're locked in and they have you now. Yeah. And then your original performance starts decreasing because you're not focusing on the things that actually put a paycheck in your pocket. Right. So the idea being like, don't be too good at your job, be good enough so that you can spend that extra time to then build your side hustle and all this stuff. And I really like that. I thought that was really clever and I like that hook. And it's obviously a little spicy of a take and it's going to make some people think one way or another, right? You're drawing sort of a line. And what's cool is when you draw a line on social media, people will talk on either side, which helps with the engagement. And then now you're being seen by more people. And so the call to action from a video like that, what what is that specifically for a person who likely is gonna see you for the first time on that video? Where do you take them from there? So I had a massive pivot in my media strategy about six months ago. And that's obviously shown through my socials now, because now I've got about a million combined followers, which is crazy to think about. I did that in six months. But the difference that I made was like, how many podcasts do you see where they're like just pumping out like generic podcast clips, right? And that's their entire content strategy. And it's awesome. And I used to do that too. But I was just like, okay, people aren't that interested and talk about like multifamily cap rates and business acquisition and real estate and all this stuff here. I was like, I feel like I'm spending too much time on the plane ride and not the destination. If you're a travel agent and you're selling Hawaii, and this comes from my sales background, if you're selling tickets to Hawaii, you're not going to talk about the plane ride. I go say, oh, you get the best window seat and the most plush cushion and leather. It's Egyptian leather as you're flying across the ocean. No, you're going to sell Hawaii, the destination. Instead of the plan ride, but the plan ride is what gets them there. My short form is to sell the destination. I'm like, hey, here's the problem. If you haven't already identified it, I too have experienced the problems. So I have been in your shoes. I made this change and this change. And now here is where I'm at today. Do you want to be where I'm at today? Cool. I'm not going to be able to freaking teach you that in a 60 second TikTok, but I sure as hell can teach you that in a 60 minute podcast episode. So my call to action every single day is with every video. It's like, if you like this content, I help people leave corporate jobs through real estate and business acquisition. If this is interesting to you, give me a follow and check the link in my bio for my daily podcast. We'll teach you how to do it 100% for free. That's my call to action. Every single video. So what I get is I get the follow on the social media and then they click my link tree. So I have a link tree link in my bio and then they go there and then they'll be directed to, I've got a 78% CTR. So it's click through rate on my link tree and I get a couple thousand a week now. Half of them will go to like my newsletter or to a, a lead magnet or to a click funnel. And then some of them will go directly to my podcast and then become a full-time, long-term podcast listener. So you get their attention, you educate and entertain briefly just to get their attention in the short form. And then you direct them to your long form. So your podcast or YouTube to sell and convert to a customer. Dude, absolute gold, man. The final question I have for you, and I know I feel like we could talk for hours about this stuff and I'm sure at some point we'll cross paths and definitely do that over drinks or something. But first of all, really inspiring. Congrats on all the success and all that's to come. And I feel like you're just at the beginning here. What are some of the, as your business has grown, what have some of the growing pains that you're now experiencing? What got you here won't get you there. So I'm curious to know what growing pains you're going through right now in your journey. (laughs) We got another hour. (laughs) So in business, and I know, so we can talk about business here too. Like this framework applies to everyone, no matter what business you're in. So you need to go, if you, I have a goal to impact a million people by December 31st, 2025. I want to help a million people leave unfulfilling jobs that they hate to build a life that they love. So you need scale and leverage to accomplish that. So in your business, you need to go from me to we to they. And that's what leverage looks like. 
So I do it, we do it, they do it. So I do it by myself. I do it together with a team. Eventually, I can remove myself so the team operates it independently. And that's the cycle of leverage in every single business. Right now, going from me to we was difficult because then I had to start relinquishing control. But now, nine months into it, I've got a couple of rock stars on my team that handle the operations of the group, and then I handle the growth. I'm like, okay, cool. Now we're a we do it. Very difficult to transition to a they do it. To like completely let go and be like, yo, I'm going to go two weeks away from the business completely. You've got this. That's very difficult. The most difficult part of business is the hiring and figuring out like what your next phase looks like. So where everyone messes up in business is what they do is they're reactive instead of proactive. So they'll grow and grow and grow and get everything they've ever wanted until they realize that their fulfillment and product can't meet the demand. Because the product and the course and the community that you build at 100 members is not the same in the team. It's not the same team, product, community, whatever, that will support 1,000 members. Exactly right, yeah. So it will burn out and it will break over and over again. And then that will decrease your LTV, the lifetime value of your customer. And people will churn and people will leave. So instead, what you need to think of is you need to be thinking five, 10 steps ahead every single stage of your business. So like me asking the question, what is 1,000 members look like? It's a very difficult question to answer. And so that's been racking my brain. I'm like, what team do I need to build to support that? How much does that team cost? And where do I find them? Because at a certain point of business, it begins with a product problem and then it becomes a people problem. So that's probably exactly what you go through in your business at this stage. You're just looking for the right people oh, yeah. to run everything, correct? All about people, dude. It's all about people. I'm so lucky because Matt on my team has helped me find really good people who are now playing the role that I once played, being the person who is interacting with a lot of the community members more because they have a specialty, because they have that same desire that I have to help people. What's your take on a person who's just like, I just want to be small. I'm going to follow the Paul Jarvis company of one sort of thing and just have a few clients and I'm, I'm not going to grow. And therefore I won't burn out because I'm controlling that growth and I don't want to grow. How do you feel about that when it comes to lifestyle businesses? And curious, because you're in rapid growth phase, you're leveraging a million people by 2025. You have to go the me, we, they route. But what if a person's cool not doing that? They suck. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, every single person needs to clearly define what winning looks like to them. Amen. Exactly right. If you are not 100% clear of your business, of your vision, of your winning, of your metrics for winning, if you're not 100% clear, you're 100% unclear. If you're 95% clear about what you want, that means you're 100% unclear. People need to define what winning looks like for them. For me, personally, I want to make all the money in the world. I'm not a beans and rice frugal guy. I view myself as, I feel like Steve Irwin every single day when I wake up. Steve said, give me all the millions of dollars. I'm going to put it all back into wildlife and conservation. I want to grow the zoo. How I view it is I'm like, give me all your freaking money and I'm going to put it into marketing. I'm going to start reaching this message out to every single person to let them know you don't have to waste your life away. You don't have to delay your happiness. You don't have to delay your joy and fulfillment in life until you're freaking 65, 70 years old. Like it exists today. It's here. And it's like available for you. And it's not even just joining my freaking paid thing. It's in my podcast and your podcast. It's all here. It's all there. And you have one freaking life for just like on this floating spinning rock going through an infinite universe. That's my goal. Your goal, 
may literally not be to travel around the world. You don't want to make millions of dollars. You don't want to go do this insane thing. You want to actually stay below the radar and just chill. And I'll tell you what, if you get crystal freaking clear on your goal of going and getting that cabin by the lake and you're sitting there with your wife and your husband and your cat and you're just being able to walk outside and hear the birds sing every morning, I want you to have that. But you're not going to get that unless you're clear about it. Plain and simple. So you need to clearly define what winning looks like for you. Not for me, not for Pat, not for anyone else here in the podcast, for you. And life changes when you get that clarity. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So maybe that's everybody's homework right now. If you aren't clear, even if you're 99% clear, there's still, you're 100% unclear. You got to figure it out. And that determines your actions, that determines your goals, everything. So man, dude, thank you so much for this, Brian. I'm inspired. I think a lot of people are going to be inspired by this and will want to follow up and see what else you got going on. Where would you recommend they go? What else might you have to offer? Let the world know. Yeah, so I would go check out Action Academy podcast. So I talk on there every day, 472 episodes. I haven't missed a day in a row. Even when I travel, every single day I put out a podcast episode. And that's partly inspired by you. So I want to give you your flowers again, man. You and like John. I'm not a daily podcaster, dude. I know, I know. (laughs) That's John's John's deal. (laughs) I know. But but still, just I was just like, man, like OGs to the game. You just got to give flowers where they're due. Thank you, brother. So Action Academy podcast. You can go if you guys want like a free training that goes deep into the clarity, the vision stuff, how to do that yourself. You can go to quityourjob.co.co. I was really gunning for quityourjob.com, but somebody beat me to it and they won't let me buy it from them. Quityourjob.co, got free training, free resources. And then besides that, just peep me on social media. If you Google me, I'm the least hireable person in America right now. Um, I'll never have a job again in my life because when you Google me, it's just every single thing is, here's how to quit your job. Here's how to know when to leave your job. Yeah, nobody's gonna ever hire you, but you won't want that anyway. (laughs) Yeah, the ships are burned, man. So (laughs) thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Hey man, I appreciate you. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Brian Lubin. You can find him at Action Academy Podcast. Go subscribe to that. You can find him on his website and quityourjob.co if you want some free stuff as well. His website, Brian Lubin, L-U-E-B-B-E-N.com. That's brianlubin.com. A plethora of information. He's got a blog there, an ebook, newsletter. Check him out on Instagram. That's where he's most active and he's doing really well there. Brian, thank you so much for your energy today. I appreciate it. I do feel how you have absorbed things from myself and John Lee Dumas and a bunch of other people. And I appreciate what you said about how I've helped you and I love what you've done and how you've taken it and made it your own. And congrats on the daily podcast, man. I hope you keep that up and I appreciate you. Thank you also for listening all the way through. I appreciate you for that. And if you wanna get the show notes and everything mentioned in this episode, head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash session seven two.